Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Welcome back to all our viewers, all our listeners. We've got Steve, Cam and Jam with us again today to talk about the FA Cup win against Wickham Wanderers, the 4-1 win at Wickham Wanderers. Uh, it's good to have everybody back to the podcast. Cam, over to you. Actually, no, let me go through the teams and then I'm going to go over to Cam to give us the um, the history. So in goal, we've got Hart, a back four of Tanganga, Sanchez, Alderweireld and Davies. Uh, middle three of Winks, Sissoko and Lamella. And up front, Bale, Lucas and Vinicius. So um, that was a team. Cam, over to you for some stats and some history. With not, much, not much history between uh, Tottenham and uh, Wickham, uh, unfortunately for Steve, who's uh, wearing his nice new uh, Wickham top. Um, we played them twice, both in the FA Cup. First time, Steve will probably remember, 2017, January. We just about won 4-3. Um, very, very close game. And then we played today, 1-4. That's the two times that these two teams have met. However, I think what everyone will find more interesting, because those of you who watched the game, all of us, of course, um, and from after the first half, you probably wouldn't have guessed that the stats would look like this. Uh, Wickham's attempts, six. Tottenham's, 28. On target, Wickham, two. Tottenham, 10. Corners by Wickham, four. Tottenham, nine. Uh, fouls, they committed 15. We did five. They, we were caught offside twice. You all remember about Venetia's being caught off. They were three times. No cards for either team, which is pretty impressive. Um, Possession-wise, uh, they had 27% and we had 73%. So we really bossed it. Uh, I'm going to talk about some uh, uh, stats for the players, but I'll talk about them when we talk about the game. Is okay, perfect. Right? Oh, no, that's perfect. Thanks for that. Excellent stats there, uh, Cam. Jam, uh, let's go over to you now. Um, what did you think of the formation, the fact that Tanganga came in and a few others came in? Give us your thoughts on the formation and why you think Jose went for that formation. Uh, I think Sorry, I think we started on a we started with a very uh, you know standard formation. It was more like a four-two-three-one, um, you know, with Tanganga out on right back, which was interesting. To, it was good to get him some game time. Um, fortunately, Jose didn't think he had a good match, so he came off at halftime, and we we changed up a little bit, bringing putting Sissoko back in uh, like a like a wing back position, pushing up a lot more. Seems like we were playing with three defenders, uh, with two more wing back minded players. Um, so that, that was an interesting change at halftime, and I really think that, that changed the dynamic with uh, bringing Hoiberg in. We'll, we'll go into how the substitution, yeah. substitutions affected the game, I'm sure. But um, it, it was a standard formation, and I expected that that second-string team to be kind of playing. I feel like a lot of players had an opportunity to start themselves why they should be in the first team, and, and not many of them really showed why they should be. Yeah. Okay, great. Steve, let's come to you now. Um Talk us through the match. I mean, we had enough chances. Let's talk about the first half, and then Wickham took the lead. So what actually happened there? Why couldn't we actually convert any of our chances? Well, our, our finishing was just not good enough. Um, it, it's worrying, really, because um, we, we haven't really got a second-string strike force that appears to be able to um, score a goal against Wickham. You know, it, it ended up being a, a game of two halves, with the first half lasting 80 minutes and the second half lasting 10. Um, It was just one of those things. I suppose you may think that on other days then, Bale would have got shots on target. Their keeper made a couple of good saves as well. 
Um, they they hang it. They hung on in there, did the best they could, uh, and we just weren't good enough with our finishing. I don't think Vinicius is uh, is an adequate understudy at the moment. What I've seen for Kane, he seems um, slow, first touch, ponderous. Uh, he did a couple, I think, of um, um, he may have linked a couple of times on the edge of the box, which I think Kane would probably have tried to turn and shoot. And that doesn't mean that that was the wrong thing to do. I just think we don't have that second string quality uh, in yeah. front of goal, which is, um, you know, is more worrying. At some stage, Kane will get his usual injury, won't he, for yeah. at least six or seven games. We know that's going to happen. And I was sort of worried when he came on, really, because I thought, this is, I don't want him to come on and get injured. We've got Liverpool coming up. We've got lots of other big games. So I was a bit concerned. But in terms of, of, of what happened, certainly in the first half, was our finishing was, was poor. Um, we got a very good goal, actually, from Bale. I think maybe their keeper could have done better if he'd come off the line a bit quicker. But there was a lovely ball in, I think. Was it from Amela? I'm not sure now. No, it was from Mora. 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 Yeah, I thought Mora had a good game, but I think he was taken off in, in order for uh, to be saved as well for, for the Liverpool game. So, yeah, to sum up for the first half, our finishing was just poor. Yeah, and Gareth Bale was the culprit for most of those. He had a lot of good chances. But did this go back to Cam? And I'll bring you in in a minute, Cam. Does this go back to Cam's point about Gareth Bale not getting enough game time? Because, you know, he was getting to the right positions. He played quite well, actually. I thought this looked like a little bit, not the old Bale, but it looked reasonably good. But he was just off target with his shots, etc., etc. You know, Lamella, huffed and puffed, didn't do much as far as I'm concerned. I'm not a fan of Lamella. But... um uh, you know, the first, let's talk about the goal, actually. Again, another assist for Davinson Sanchez. This guy is top, <laughs> top of, the, of the assist job for the other team. I mean, I don't know if it can get, I don't know if it can get any worse because, you know, this guy is just appalling. And I thought Toby Oliver, I'm going to come to you, uh, Cam, in a minute, but I thought Toby had a, a stinker of a game and, and Sanchez already. What do you think, Cam? Let's talk about the centre backs. What do you think about them? Uh, oh, well, where do you start? I mean, I think that when we talk about the first half, which uh, Steve summed up beautifully, um, I just have to clear out one confusion. He's sitting there wearing a Wickham top going on about uh, 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 how we played. How, I'm wondering who the hell he's talking about there, Steve. <laughs> You're talking about Tottenham, aren't you, Steve? Yeah, no, this is this is Spurs, you know. I'm, uh, there's Good. obviously a backstory. Just, just declare about that. Just wanted to declare that up. So, I, th- I mean... I thought that everybody from the midfield onwards, I mean, from Wingteep and uh, um, uh, uh, Sissoko, not too bad at all. I just thought the back four were an absolute shambles yeah, in the first was. 30 minutes. I mean, it was like, it was like kick them and hope. And, and, and actually, I back five, because let's include the keeper in that. I mean, he was he, he, the first header that came towards him and the way that he scrambled across on that, right? Flapped. Flapped. He flapped a shot that went wide, which, to be honest with you, they said he had it covered. It looked like it would have got under his body to me because it was a complete flap. The first, the goal went under his body. Okay, fair enough. He took it very well. Who was at four for the cam? Who would tell us who's at four for the goal? Uh, Definitely, without a shadow of doubt in my mind, it was Davison Sanchez. I mean, to be perfect. I'll I'll bring you in a minute, Jam. I'll bring you in a minute. Toby Toby was at fault, the way that he climbed for that ball. Awful. Absolutely didn't know what he was doing. But then Sanchez, the ball was passed, in effect, to Sanchez, and he just side-footed it. Absolutely. (laughs) If it had been at the other end, you'd be calling him. (laughs) You'd be saying that was Pele-like with his pass to the player. I mean, it was incredible. But unfortunately, I think he got got the ends wrong. 
Yeah. Okay. Cam. Now, Jam. I think Toby got a bit bullied by the uh, strike yeah. up front. What do you think, uh, Jam? So yeah, I I made a I big note here. Cool. Sorry about Toby. Um, he was he was poor, very poor. He's had a few matches out, and may, maybe we're seeing why. Uh, maybe you know he's getting back back from injury. But um, yeah, it was awful. He was awful today. At least the first half, he was just uh, all over the place. With like, I don't know. Mentally, he wasn't there. Uh, he didn't have that player. He lost his player on the on the like, cross in on the pass in, and then Sanchez. You know that was it, it was a comic comic of errors because it was first started with Lucas's throw in, who would. What was he doing? He just threw it right to the opposition's player. They took the ball in a dangerous position, got a nice ball into the box. Toby can't handle the ball. And then Sanchez the last man on the ball, and you know what's going to happen every single time when he's trying to clear it from, you know, three yards out. It's going to go in the other way. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good, wasn't good. Anyway, but we got the, a good good goal right at the end, Steve, didn't we? We got the, the yeah. good ball by Mora. What do you think about the finish from Bale? Well, it was he did what he had to do. I, I think he got a pretty slight touch at the end of the day. Touch, yeah. um, but it was enough, I suppose, anything firmer, and it may well have gone over because he was stretching for it. Yeah. Um, he got, he, it, was, it was about the run and the ball. And the fact, he got into that position. What, what it reminded me of, that, that was the run that Deli Alley was doing. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of seasons ago, sort of ghosting in, a late run. You have to have the delivery right so yeah. that you're not caught offside. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great. It was a great goal. I, as I said earlier, I think if the goalkeeper had um, maybe come out a bit a bit earlier, he might have got something on it. But no, it was a, it was a good finish. And did it have a big psychological effect, Steve? Us scoring just absolutely because it's it's coming up to half time. Wickham want to get through to uh, half time at um, one up. Um, so yeah, it, it, uh, everything was reset at that point, wasn't it? You know, we made we missed all those goals. Okay, we're going to come out in the second half. And we should, we should just be able to push on from there. Yeah. And it didn't quite work like that. No. Um, because we're, and we, we continued to, to miss uh, opportunities and miss chances. And yeah. I, coming back to the bail chance, I think that, or the bail goal, he had an easier chance probably in the first or second minute when he headed wide yeah. from a, um, what it appeared to, be, to me to be a free header. And he should have scored from that. Scored on that one, yeah. Um, yeah. Cam, I want to talk to you about Carlos Galicius. I know in previous podcast you said he's great he's a, he can handle uh, the Harry Kane all that this guy it reminds me about a, a comment that um, Sir Alex Ferguson made about Felipe Inzaghi because he said he's made he's offside he said he was born offside and I feel that like <laughs> Carlos Vinicius was born offside it looks like to me the guy doesn't even understand how to make a diagonal run or anything come on what's you know, going on here well, uh, let, let, let's, uh, what I, th- I was thinking about when you, I knew you would ask me this question, and the thing that came to my mind was that apart from the um, sem- semi-final that we played in the Carabao Cup, um, uh, this game in many ways is probably going into the fourth round of the FA Cup, you know, getting itself into a position. This is the fifth round. We're going into the fifth now. We're in the fourth round. It was actually a very challenging game and a very difficult game. And very different from Marine, very different from the early Europa League games. I mean, if you were going to put your money on it in terms of uh, um, where you really need to show your metal and show that you're, you, you have got some um, mental strength and ability, it would have been in this game. Easy to score a hat-trick against Marine and not even there. Um, you know, it doesn't even matter really, to be honest. And I thought this is where Venetius failed. He couldn't stay on side. The two offsides that we had in the first half was Venetius. I, apart from that, 
Did he? Could he compete for the ball in the air? No, he couldn't compete for the ball in the air. Could he hold the ball and hold it up while other people came onto it? He couldn't do that. Could he spread the ball? No, he couldn't do that. Did he have a shot on target? Any shots, period? No, he didn't. So what did he actually bring to the game today? When, to be honest with you, I thought this was the first time that he was really sort of going to be pushed in terms of a proper competitive game. Well, he had his chance. You know, the guy's six foot three. He's a big, big guy at corners. You expect him to be a problem, but he wasn't putting anything there. Uh, Jam, what do you think about Vinicius's performance? I mean, have we been sold another? Is this another Vincent Janssen or what? Oh, well, I hope not. Uh, so I, I think we'd have been a good point there about this being a big test for him, and he definitely did not step up to the plate today. You know, you could always put it down to a bad, bad day at the office, but um. He really didn't, didn't give us much. He wasn't making any runs. He wasn't in a position to receive a ball in the box enough times. He, his, you know, something that you want from a goal scorer is the, the poacher's mentality. Know where to be when you have to be. And he just has not been there. At least wasn't there today. You know, I, I don't want to judge him too hardly on today's performance, but you, you could have hoped for him to have a big performance. And, and um, you know, I'm sure Jose will remember that he didn't step up today when it comes to the next FA Cup match. Yeah, he mentioned that in his aftermatch, post-match interview. He said some players showed him that they wanted it, some didn't. So, you know, okay, fair enough. Vinicius did have a great game. Let's just gonna come to Steve now. Talk us through the second goal. You know, the two. You know, we talked about Bale's equaliser, a big, you know, important one. What about the second goal? You know, talk us through that. I think Harry Kane's persistence, even after his shot was saved, to get up and try again was was the difference. What do you think? Well, um, I think we probably had a couple of chances which were blocked. Uh, one from Kane, I can't remember who the other one was from, and then the ball fell to uh, Winks outside the box, and he scored with his left foot into the uh, the top left-hand corner, which I was um, extremely uh, surprised about, really. Um, I think on the TV, they made him man of the match. That wasn't quite what I would have thought, because he still yeah. seemed to be doing a lot of um, pirouetting. Yeah, he lost a lot of balls, didn't he, in the middle I of the I think so, and... Oh. This was the, this was a real game where for him to, to to use the space in front of him and drive into it, yeah. and give give early balls left and right. Having said all that, it was a great goal. You know, it was um, one moment he, he wasn't challenged. I think he'd had one chance before then when he made a complete hash of it with oh. his right foot. Um, this one was not in a dissimilar situation or a similar position, and he um, he stroked the ball into the top left hand corner. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. Really, it was a lovely goal. No, no absolutely. Cam, uh, talk about uh, Ondombele. I mean, this guy is uh, amazing. He had two goals. Talk us through what he did and what was so great about his goals and the way he played. I think what he did, when he came on at first, it took him about, I would say, 10 minutes to get into the game, to get to understand that this is sort of where he was. He did try a couple of balls. They didn't, didn't take off. I think what Wickham were doing up until, I mean, let's face it, we scored three goals in 10 minutes. What they were doing up until the 88th, 85th minute was pressing very hard against some of our players, um, making it very difficult for us to, to actually get through them. Um, Son had a couple of chances. Kane had chances. Bale had chances. But they were throwing blocks in. The keeper probably wasn't making many saves. Yeah, we hit the woodwork a couple of times too. Um, but what I think Anomaly finally did after the second goal went in from, uh, from Wings. Mm. And did anyone else think that Bale might have had a slight touch on it? I think he tried to get a touch on it, but he didn't get a touch. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought we'd give it to him anyway, but he had uh, a touch of it. He might have knocked it wide, you know. So it's probably good he didn't get. A touch. Yeah. So after that, I think that that really deflated them. 
And the sort of, I mean, the two goals that Ndombele scored, it's the sort of goals you'd want him to take, you want him to be there against Liverpool and you'd want him to be there against Chelsea and, uh, and Arsenal. They were sublime. They were beautiful. I mean, the keeper couldn't even move the way that he pirouetted, turned and put him into, I mean, the first goal he just, took instantly and just put it into almost what would have been an empty net because everyone just stood and watched. I think I saw a Wickham player applaud when he... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. he was clapping. I don't know if he was clapping his own team, but, I mean, you know, he just looked back and said, wow, that was incredible. <laughs> Do it again, Ndombele. So he went on and did it again. And I thought the second goal was, was even better because he sort of, like, twisted and turned and put it into the corner. And I know you're going to let me talk about Bell later. So no, we're going to talk about Bell. But is this... Should we be getting over the top about these goals? It was against a, a, a team bottom of the championship, you know, really tired, haven't played for 18 days. I know I'll bring you in in a minute, Cam. But should we... Are we getting over a bit over the top here with these goals or not? Cam? You're asking me or Cam? No, I'm asking you. Then I'm going to go have the jam. Then I'm going to come to Steve. Yeah, of course we are. I mean, let's face it. But I mean, the, the fact is, is um, I always quote Steve on this as when we go to games many, many years ago. He always says, you know, you've got to take the chances and you've got to take the goals. doesn't matter who your opposition is. <laughs> we sit back and say, well, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. It, it's all about confidence because I know you're going to talk about Bell, but after he got that goal, he was a different player altogether in the second half, right? Um, and you need that. And then I'm sure that Anomaly is going to take those two goals into his next game against Liverpool, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to say, I want a bit more of that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I mean, with Son and Kane that scoring regularly, not as important. And in a way, for us, I think what's the most important thing is if we scored four goals and neither of those goals came from Son or yeah. Kane. That's, That's a good point, actually. Yeah, we yeah. need to share the goals out. Uh, Cam, uh, Jam. What do you think about Ndombele's performance, you know, and his goals? Give us your thoughts. Uh, his performance, I won't judge. Um, you know, he didn't really do much other than score the goals. You know, he was there and he scored fantastic goals. And what I wanted to say about those goals is that it doesn't matter who you scored them against. They're still against any defenders. They're not going to... They, they Who was going to touch those goals yeah. as far as positionally and, and touch for the finishes? Um, they would have been hard. Any defender would have been hard fought to, to tackle him or stop him from scoring. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to say with Winks too was his goal was uh, really the killer, the, the sucker punch that just then after that the game was won. So that was what we should be celebrating in terms of uh, winning the match. Everything else after that is just kind of the nice top in. Okay, I mean I'm going to be a bit of a oh sorry, are you saying? Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to be a bit of a damn squibber, Steve, and I'll come to you. But should we really be that happy about this? We're you know be a, a team bottom of the championship. We have to use all our star stellar players to win. Yeah. I mean, should we really be that that happy about it? We should have beaten them with the second string, good enough to win, and we couldn't do it. What do you think, Steve? No, I think I think that's a good point. Um, the team we put out there should have won easily. I mean, the team that without having to bring on our sort of heavy hitters. Um, but you talk about the number of chances we had in the first half. If if one or two of those had gone in, then we wouldn't have had to use those players. It's, it's we're back to the point I think I made earlier about we weren't we just weren't able to finish, um, and we had to bring those players on to to to, to ensure the victory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we shouldn't be, go overboard about it. Uh, but I will say about Wickham, although Wickham are bottom of the um of the league, they haven't really been slaughtered by anyone in the championship. No. They've been losing one nil, two one. It's not. They haven't been sort of uh, completely overwhelmed by any any team, and they came uh, into this game off the back of a four-one win against Preston, and Preston are twelfth, I think, and Wickham are bottom. So, uh, and they have been improving, um, and they are 
determined and organized and difficult and they, none of them will give up. Sure. Uh, I know the, the stuffing was knocked out of them after the Wings goal, as uh, Jam said. Um, but even that, I think we got those other two goals, not only because they were dispirited, but because they were pushing up. So, yeah, we shouldn't go overboard about it, but a win's a win. That's the yeah. way it is. OK, great. Uh, before we wrap up, Kamal, I wanted to come to you because you were saying that uh, right-back Doherty is not your favourite player, Serge Aurier, we know. You were saying Tanganga would be a good right-back. So tell me, why was he taken off at a, a half-time then by uh, Jose? I think he had an awful game. I think he, was a ter- he had a terrible game. Um, and it was epitomised by the fact that his, his ability to pass the ball and to get used bail on that side was really bad. And if you look at the first 30 minutes of the game, uh, something like uh, um, of all our forward play, 80, 80, 90% came from the left side rather than the right side. There was nothing happening on the right side, but, even though Bale had those chances by going in the middle. Is this, yeah. is this what happens when you keep a guy out of the team for months? You yeah. just put him in a team and expect him to start spraying passes and all that. This is what's going to happen. The guy's out of I agree with you, but I just want to make one more point. I mean, we talk about uh, our second stream and our first stream coming on and having to save everything. What we seem to be missing, the main point is, the reason why we were playing like we were playing is because we're so shambolic at the back. That only changed when Hoybier came along. Mm-hmm. After when Hoybier came along, they did not, I don't think they had a chance on goal. I don't think they actually had anything on target. And I don't think that they, um, that they, they were basically a threat anymore. And I think that is what, what it, for me is was shocking to see that, uh, um, Sanchez and, uh, um, Toby were playing so badly. And I, and yeah, I think it was, it was, I've seen them play for a long time. I think we would have scored if we hadn't brought everybody on, but bringing Kane on would have, did make a difference because yeah. he contributed to that goal. Steve, how do you think Sissoko did at right back? I think I think he did okay. Um, he did what was asked of him. I think by that time that he he went to that position that you know Wickham were tiring into the second half. So I don't think he had the same uh, the same problems maybe that Tanganga did in the first. I, I don't think Tanganga's a, a, a fullback. I think he's a centre half, um, and I've seen him play. Uh, in one of the um, uh, the sort of the youngsters, not the youth team, but the uh, sort of under twenty threes, under twenty ones, I think it was in a test game, and he looked absolute class. Again, it's a completely world of difference when you get into first team football. But I think he may not be have found his best position, and I think once um, Holberg came on with a very specific job, which was to deal with Wickham's large centre forward, mm-hmm. which he did. You know, I think at one point they were wrestling on the ground. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. He's not getting anywhere near Sanchez and um, Aldevaro. So that would have also meant that um, uh, the, the right-back position would have had some relief as well from all the pressure. So I'm, I'm a little bit um, unsure that we shouldn't be too dismissive, I think, of um, Tanganga. Okay. And I will say that I think Bale had his best game that I've seen in play yeah, as well. I'd agree with you on that. And whilst he doesn't have, I think, a sprinting ability over... 80 yards, like against Inter Milan in 2003 or whenever it was, but he does seem to have it over five yards. Yeah. He, he that burst of speed into the penalty area a couple of times, which got him goal-scoring opportunities or could have given us a goal. So he's, he's clearly got that. So I, I was thinking, I think maybe he should just go back now, but I, I think I'm, I'm changing my mind a bit now. Yeah, yeah, I think he can add some value there. I think he definitely can. Um, I don't think, I mean, I'm going to talk. What do you guys think? About, I'll come to you in turn. But Lamella, how do you think he did? I'm not sure he added any value. What do you think, Cam? 
Well, I'm going to give you a chance to talk about bail. No, we're not talking about bail. Oh, no, I'm only joking. Go on, go ahead. Talk about... I want to just say one thing, right? You had eight shots. One was one goal, two on target. Um, Total passes, 31. uh, Passes completed, 77%. And eight forward passes, which I suppose from the amount of time that what he got, what isn't too bad, it's a much better performance. There were 20 minutes in the game, I think in the second half when we started, where he looked incredible. Some bursts of those speed that he had. And then again, towards the end. And I, I think it was great to see Bale... Son and Kane, yep. all three of them, um, putting the fair regard in, into Wickham, which led to the three goals. Let's face it, they had the, those three players coming at them. So I, I, th- I think that I was very heartened by what I saw. I was very heartened by the fact that uh, um, Kane, uh, that um, Bale did what he did in the sense that I thought he, he played very, so much better than he has played yet. And I'd like to see that kind of formation against... Um, against Liverpool, which brings me to Lamella and Mora, which did a lot. They huffed, they puffed, they kept possession, um, and but they um, they were hopeless. I have to say, I thought both were, were really, apart. Mora had a few good chances. He got he got the assist. But, I mean, against that, he could have done so much more. Sum up now. What do you think we're going to be doing um, against Everton? Cam, what do you, how do you think we're going to get on against Everton? Everton's going to be a tough game. I mean, I did. I watched them play yesterday. I watched them uh, um, win. But I had. I sort of hoped Sheffield Wednesday might do us a favour, but I mean, it was literally that was very, very, very wishful thinking. Um, it will be a tough game, but I think if we put out our best team, because he will put out his strongest team, I think we can easily overrun them. To be honest, I, I think they 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 are good. But they're not as good as a as a proper playing um, Tottenham team. And let's remember they did overrun us on the first game of the season. You've been listening to the Spurs ninety five oh one podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.